You're listening to The Marketing Funnel Show, episode number 37. Do you ever feel like you're putting it all out there with tons of valuable free stuff, but no one seems to pay attention? What gives? Well, you're probably making a mistake in not knowing how hot or not your audience is. And today we're diving into some good insights to help you figure that out. Welcome to the Marketing Funnel Show. I'm your host, Michelle Evans, and this is the podcast for coaches, experts, and online business owners to learn how to go from simply surviving to sold out using the power of marketing funnels. All right, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Marketing Funnel Show. I have to tell you, it is so fun to dive into marketing funnel questions all the time. And recently, I got together with a friend of mine who um, left her corporate job like five or six months ago and has started an online business. And so her and I were talking because she's just starting out and she was super, super frustrated. And so as we're talking over lunch, my friend said this, and it really caught my attention. She said, Michelle, I'm putting so much free, amazing content out there. And this is stuff that clients pay me for, and I'm just giving it away for free, but it seems like no one even cares. I'm trying so hard. What is happening? Why isn't anyone paying attention to this great information I'm giving away? And just so you know, like, this friend of mine, she is an expert in what she does. She does consulting stuff. And, um, you know, when she left her corporate job, she had two really great clients. Um, but she's looking to grow her business more. She doesn't want to just be stuck with two clients and that income level. She wants to grow it more. So she's trying to, you know, build some really simple, um, opt-ins and marketing funnels. We started talking about marketing funnels and she's like, oh my gosh, this is what I need. So, Anyway, as she was asking me this question, um, I said, well, you know, let's take a look at what you've got. So when I took a look at what she was putting out there, I saw three really big and really common problems right away. So problem number one was all of her headlines were very straightforward and left nothing to curiosity. It was very much a corporate approach, like you're titling things right if you were in the corporate world, but if you're trying to attract new people, it just was not working. So that was problem number one. Problem number two, all of her marketing material was at what I would call a level one message, which I will go into more detail in just a minute about. And then problem number three, she had no clear next step on any of her materials. So she was putting this great stuff out there and people would read it and be like, great, I got what I needed and they'd move on, right? So those were the three big problems that I saw right away and I see these problems quite frequently in other people's marketing um, materials as well. I, w- I won't even say a marketing funnel because, you know, she didn't even really know what a marketing funnel was. That That's part of what we were meeting about. Um, so let's break this down because it's so easy for all of us to make these mistakes. And honestly, they will really hold us back in business. And, you know, I have my hand up because I had to learn these lessons the hard way as well. All right, so problem number one, again, is no curiosity. 
So here's the deal. You've got to use curiosity-based marketing hooks for just about all of your marketing. And what does that mean? That means you do not just tell people what your email, your blog post, or whatever is all about. Because if you do, you are giving them the opportunity to basically say, mm, I don't need that, or I already know that, or doesn't sound interesting to me, or whatever, before they even try to see what you've created. That means that you're not engaging their brain with any curiosity gap. And a curiosity gap is so critical to capturing and keeping someone's attention. Basically, it's where you talk about a pain and then you talk about an outcome, but you don't talk about how to get there, right? <laughs> You're like, want more sales? Let me, let me, you know, share a story of somebody who went, who got, I don't know, $10,000 of sales from three emails. Like that's a curiosity gap. You want to be like, what were those emails? What was her business about? You know, like that's, that's opening a curiosity gap. Um, and if you don't keep their attention, if you don't engage their curiosity, it means you're not memorable. Creating a great curiosity marketing hook is one of the biggest things you can do for your business. So let's talk about what makes a great curiosity marketing hook. There's actually four things that go into this. So great hooks are elusive. That means that they're hidden from plain sight. This isn't something that your audience can easily guess or it makes them wanna stick around and, and figure it out. So they're elusive. They're also remarkable. They grab your audience's interest and demand an answer now. Great hooks are also relevant. So they speak to one key benefit that appeals to the reader, to your audience's own selfish desires, like the thing that they are looking for, right? And then finally, the fourth thing that makes up a great hook is they resonate. They trigger an emotional response. So they could tap into a story, a memory, a belief, you know, a value, something that already exists within your, your audience, something that they really, you know, are looking for or want. So again, the four things that make up a great curiosity marketing hook, they're elusive, they're remarkable, they're relevant, and they resonate. So basically it's like, what is that? Because it sounds like exactly what I need, right? So here's an example. So here's a blog post title with no curiosity, and I honestly have seen this blog post title. So this one says, increase sales 50% by making calls 30 minutes before business hours. That, that was somebody's blog post title. When you hear a blog post title like that, you pretty much know what the article is about, right? And for the vast majority of us, we wouldn't even bother to read it because there's no question in our minds about what is hidden in the blog post. We pretty much feel like, okay, that one sentence gives it all away. So here's how you could take that same blog post and use some curiosity. Increase sales 50% in just 30 minutes a day with this one simple hack or this one simple change or this one simple trick or whatever you want to call it. Now I've got you. I mean, this is not my blog post, but if this was mine, now I've got you. Now you're curious. You're wondering what the heck is this hack that could increase my sales by 50%, right? That's the power of curiosity. It makes us want to engage. So step one is really to take a look at your own marketing. Are you telling people stuff like that first blog post title? Or are you using curiosity to hook them into wanting to know more. 
I really hope that after listening to today's episode that you do, if you just take one thing away, it's using curiosity to hook people instead of telling people. It will make a giant difference in everything, in your opt-ins, in your email open rates, in, you know, everything. All right, problem two, customer engagement levels. So <laughs> this is all about how hot or not your, your audience is. So when you're creating any marketing, be it a video, a blog post, a webinar, an ad, a sales page, even a discovery call, a social media post, whatever you're doing, you have got to know how hot or not your audience is. And I'm not talking about their physical appearance. I'm talking about the five levels of customer awareness. This is something that was pioneered by Gene Schwartz, one of the legends of direct response advertising. Um, Gene Schwartz tackled this in his book, Breakthrough Advertising, back in 1966. And over the past, I don't know, 50 plus years, his genius work on the five levels of customer awareness has been proven time and again as the best way to hook and engage your audience. This is how you create a journey for your audience to go on. So let's take a quick look at the five distinct levels of awareness and you know, be sure um, to download your cheat sheet that has these levels laid out for you. So level five is completely unaware. So you don't have any knowledge of anything to do with what you're selling. This person is thinking about other things and won't seriously pay attention to you. So level five people, you can't even really connect with them because they don't really care about what you're doing. Level four is problem aware. So level four is when your audience, they, they sense that they have a problem. They might not even be able to clearly define what that problem is, but they don't know what the solution is. They just, they're kind of stuck in this problem, right? Level three is solution aware. So at level three, um, your audience, they know the result that they want. So they know, okay, I have this problem and here's the result that I'm looking for, but you know, they don't know anything about you or what you offer or what your solution is or anything like that. They're just, they just know, you know, for example, I have a business and I need more clients. So I know that my problem is I don't have enough clients and I know that I want more clients, but I'm not really sure how to get there, right? A problem number or level number two is product aware. Your prospect knows what you sell, but he or she isn't sure it's right for him or her. So, you know, this is when your audience is like, okay, I know that I want more, more clients. Um, I know that I don't have enough right now. And I know one of the reasons I don't is because I don't have good opt-in rates on my lead magnet. So I need to figure out how to you know, create a good lead magnet. I need to figure out how to have a great opt-in page. Like that's, that's part of my problem and that's part of what I need to figure out, right? So they're product aware. They know that I, I don't actually have a, I have a free course on that, but I don't have a, one that I sell. But your audience would know that you have a solution. They're just not sure if it's the right one for them. And then uh, level one is the most aware. So your prospect knows about your product and only needs to know the deal. In other words, these are your hot prospects. And, and 
The truth is that it is really important that you know what level your audience is at. In my course, Build Your Funnel Bootcamp, I go into this in a lot more detail because knowing the five customer levels is super important to getting your marketing right. If you're talking to your audience at a level one, but they're still stuck back at level four trying to figure out what their problem is, it's like you're speaking two different languages. Like whatever you're putting out there is gonna go right over their head because they're not even looking for that. So you may be giving some super valuable, incredible free stuff away, but you're giving it to them in a language that they don't understand yet. They don't know why it's important to them. They don't, they don't identify that that's the solution they need. And that's why marketing funnels are so incredibly valuable because you have a way to map out your customer's journey, their path from a level four, moving them to a level three, moving them to a level two, and finally to level one where they're ready to buy. And along the way, you're building belief, you're connecting, you're engaging them, you're showing that your solution is um, the one that they really probably wanna buy. You know, like there's just a lot of stuff that you can do with a marketing funnel and it doesn't have to be super hard or super long. You just have to be really aware of, of each step along the way and messaging in the right way for that level. So as you start working on your own marketing funnel or any marketing in your business, your biggest job is to figure out your audience's starting point so that you know how much warming up you need to do. And when in doubt, start at level four, problem aware. Because even if somebody's at a level three or a level two, they'll still resonate with level four because um, they've already gone through it. All right, now we're moving on to problem number three no clear next step. So as I was reading my friend's latest blog post and looking at her opt-in email sequence, my biggest question was, okay, so now what should your ideal reader, your ideal audience be doing? Because her blog post didn't have any like, here's what to do next. There was no call to action to download a valuable freebie. There was nothing, no leave a comment, you know, no share this, nothing. It was just an article with a beginning, a middle, and an end. So when someone finished reading it, they felt like they were done. Same with her email series. After somebody opted in for her free lead magnet, each email had a beginning, a middle, and an end. No call to action, no cliffhanger setting up the next email, no curiosity to get them to like, you know, click and read something, click and watch something, nothing. So her marketing didn't have engagement built into it because my friend was basically making people feel like they had what they needed. So they were like, great, I got this good information, I'm moving on. Instead, you've got to open up their curiosity. You've got to give people a clear next step. Otherwise, you won't get engagement from anyone because they'll feel like they've gotten what they needed. And all your efforts that you put out there you know, they just kind of go to waste and that's a huge shame. Okay, so here's a recap of everything we just talked about on this episode. Number one, use curiosity. If you do nothing else from this episode, I just want you to use curiosity. And I'm gonna link to my blog post in today's show notes at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 37 so that you can get all my free hacks and great, um, and tips, uh, there's um, actually a whole 11 different 
resources you can use to create great headlines, subject lines, and more. And these are free and they, you know, you put in a couple words and it spits out some great headlines, some great subject lines, some great hooky, hooky things so that you don't even have to, you know, try to come up with this yourself. You can just use these great free tools. So I'll link to that in today's show notes. Number two, know your audience's customer awareness level. Remember, we talked about knowing if your customers are at the problem level, level four, or if they're ready to talk about specifics. Knowing this for your audience is so key for your marketing. Number three, give your audience clear next steps. Don't ever put out marketing that doesn't open a question, tease with what's coming next, or tells your audience specifically what to do next. Otherwise, you'll leave them hanging off the what's next cliff. So, okay, so today hop on over to my blog post that I'll link to in today's show notes so you can get access to the 11 ways you can legally steal drool-worthy headlines. These are all my favorite cheats, hacks, and free tools to get headlines, opt-in titles, uh, freebie titles, email subject lines, and more that grab people's attention, especially if you hate trying to come up with hooky headlines like me. And once you have those headlines, be sure to take the marketing funnel quiz, which I'll also link to in today's show notes. That quiz will help you know which marketing funnel is right for you so that you know exactly where to focus your headline, email, writing the headlines, all that kind of stuff, all those efforts. And then you can use those um, hacks and shortcuts that I'll link to to really make it strong. All right, so I will see you next week on another great episode of The Marketing Funnel Show. See you then. 